Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie, and welcome to Project Shadow. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, which is available on Kindle, paperback, and as a podcast. Yeah, just search for Mask of the Gods wherever you're listening to this podcast, and hopefully you'll find it there. I did a lot of soul-searching before doing this episode because, well, lately, for reasons I completely understand, my Game of Thrones... Um, podcasts have not been getting the most listens, and I don't know if that's because I've been down on the series, or because everybody's kind of down on the series, or because people haven't caught up yet. I don't know. But with the finale finally finaleing, I, I felt like we we should talk about it. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Don't worry, I'm not going to spoil the finale, but I might talk about some things that happened up to the finale before I go into technical spoilers, just because I might slip, but I'll definitely not talk about the final episode until I give you the warning. So, yeah. If you haven't already, before we get started, and you are able to rate either this episode or the podcast in general, please do so. That helps me out a lot, especially if you're listening in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. So, please, if you can, leave a review. Say hey. That would be awesome. And also, if you're listening for the first time, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and all that jazz. Okay. Um, This episode's a little late coming out, and that's kind of becoming a Monday tradition, and I'm sorry about that. But after we watched this series finale last night, Brian and I... Spent most of the night talking about it, and actually have spent most of today talking about it, trying to see how we feel about the series, how it ended, and how the ending that they chose affected how we feel about the series as a whole. And I, I'm pretty sure I've said this on the podcast, but... I don't think there ever was a good way to end Game of Thrones. A way that would have satisfied the majority of people. It's a wonderful series that had too many characters, too many plot lines, and too many competing ambitions for it to ever really have a satisfying ending. People would have been upset no matter what happened. So that's the first thing I think we need to lay aside when talking about Game of Thrones. I I think that's one of the reasons why Winds of Winter is been delayed as long as it has. I think it's twofold. I think the publisher saw how the public reacted to certain elements that were in that book that appeared in this TV series and are forcing rewrites. Yeah, this personal opinion, I can't prove that for anything, but we, we've known for a while that Gurr had turned in a manuscript, and it was a huge manuscript. It doesn't take this long to cut a manuscript down. They, they are 
doing major structural changes to the story. And that's one of the reasons why it's taking so long. But I, I, I just don't think that there is a satisfying ending to a story this big. I also think that they didn't do the best job writing. But one of the things that if, if you've kind of checked out of Game of Thrones because of how this season went, the last episode is worth watching. Some of the most beautiful, breathtaking scenes in the entire series are in this final episode, as well as some of the slowest, longest, silent cuts that are in the episode. They're fine, and we'll talk about that more in spoilers, but it it is a mixed bag of everything that Game of Thrones is, but I feel like this is the episode that all the money went into. Drogon is so beautifully, lovingly, and wonderfully rendered in this episode that I really feel like more than any other episode of Game of Thrones, it felt like there was a dragon on the set. And that moved me. And one other CG element that I can't talk about till we get to spoilers, but since Drogon was in the series up to this point, I feel like it's not a spoiler to say that Drogon is in this episode. But the biggest problem that Game of Thrones Season 8 has had is that the events feel unearned. And this episode, more than any, the end, the way they actually resolved the series, felt so unearned and so just not even scripted. And that, that's the problem that I have. One of the things that I said to Brian last night that has just stuck with me is I feel like they were writing the series as it was being produced and didn't take time to write all six episodes and try to figure out what they were going to do. And after the big twist in last week's episode, they realized that people are not going to be happy and so spent so much time in this episode justifying what happened in the previous one when if they had all six episodes written ahead of time, you, you would think, as adept as they've been at showing why things happen, like why did the Red Weapon, Red Weapon, the Red Wedding happen, or the Purple Wedding, or any of the main, why did Ned Stark have to die? You know, they did such a good job setting those things up in the story. And I'm not going to give the out that a lot of people are giving, well, that those were based on the books, and the problem is that they went past the books, and that's where the problem lies. No, they were still adapting the story. So it was, well, especially with like the Red Wedding, they changed so much from the books as to what led up to that 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 could have really felt strange, bizarre, and out of nowhere like a lot of Season 8 did. But knowing that that was coming, they really laid the groundwork and set it up. I, I don't feel like that same care and concern was done for the season, and that's a huge problem. I don't know if this has changed how I felt about the series as a whole. 
And that's kind of what worries me the most. I mean, I want to give it some time to kind of settle in down because it's too soon to do it yet. But there's a part of me that wants to do a rewatch and just watch the whole thing through from start to finish. And while I don't think that that will change how I feel about the end, that it was terrible, terrible, mediocre, and oh, fine. Um, <laughs> this is kind of how where I lay at the end. But I'm really curious how this is going to change how I view all of these characters in a rewatch. Because knowing how they end up, knowing what happens to Bran and Sansa and John and Danny and Grey Worm and Missande and, you know, the Hound and Cersei, I, I don't think that it will be possible to watch the series again without this season coloring my view of the series that came before and that worries me because i really loved games game of thrones and i don't know if i still will and that's upsetting because many great shows had terrible finales i mean seinfeld's finale is epically bad all good things the way the next generation ended was terrible deep space nine had one of the most confused, messed up, and weird endings to any series ever. Voyager was okay, except for they never answered the question over whether or not Janeway did a genocide, because that kind of affects how I feel a little, maybe? I don't know. The end of Enterprise was terrible. Babylon 5 unfortunately ended in its fourth season, and the protracted denouement in the fifth was fine but it did stretch on a bit too long and didn't hit all the notes that i wish it would but none of those series none of those finales tainted the way i felt about any of the characters prior to that point i mean when i like knowing where garibaldi ends up in the end and sheridan and the rest when i go back and rewatch Babylon five it doesn't change how I feel. The out-of-character portrayal of Q at the end of The Next Generation and All Good Things doesn't change how I feel about Q and Picard and the other characters previously in the series. Even though All Good Things is just... It, it's It's terrible. I'm hoping I will have that same experience with Game of Thrones, but I have a feeling that not only is the series over, but my love and interest in it is gone too. Hopefully that's not the case. So now we're going to go into spoilers because <laughs> yeah, we need to talk about what happened in detail. So if you have not watched the final episode of Game of Thrones, you should probably check out now if you care about being potentially spoiled by anything that I say. Because I am going to be talking about everything that happened because, yeah. And of course, the final episode is called The Iron Throne. So, if you do not want to be spoiled for Game of Thrones, you should uh, stop listening in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.
This was the worst adaptation of Children of Dune I have ever seen, bar none. And I don't know that it's possible to do a worst adaptation of Children of Dune. And I feel like the only person who ever gets a pass for just completely bastardizing Frank Herbert and doing their only their own thing is James Cameron, who basically, let's be honest, Avatar, for all the people who want to call it Dances with Wolves and all that, it's Dune on a jungle planet. Unobtainium is the spice, the Navi are the Fremen, and Moadib is trying to find the golden path. And you have like like analogs for Lady Jessica and everybody. Like the only character that doesn't have an analog is Alia cuz she's just a little kid <laughs> in the story. So and kind of the Turok is kind of like her in a way cuz she's scary and all that. But Man, that, that's the thing that bothered me the most is when we get to the end, it's the plot of Children of Dune. Except for Bran is Moadib. No, Bran's not Moadib. Danny is, I guess, Moadib, who sees the golden path but is unable to walk it. And that would make Bran Leto, who eventually becomes the god emperor of Dune. And the time that he spent in the cave with the three-eyed raven is when he was putting all of the sand trout on his body to start transforming himself. Yeah. I mean, it really felt like that because when you get to the end and they crown King Bran the Broken out of nowhere. And it felt so, so unearned. It was like everything else in this series It, all you had to do was show Bran as a good leader or show Bran as somebody who gave wise advice or something. But the only things we get is the weird, scary Bran moments that lead up to this, none of which tells me that he's the one that should be king. And I don't even know how much of that Tyrion knew about because we don't really see Tyrion learning about any of that so the fact that Tyrion had weeks in a prison cell to think about it and realize that the god emperor of dune needs to be the god emperor of dune so that he can do whatever it is that he do for reasons that are reasons because reasons <sighs> bran is the most disappointing character in the whole thing and it's even more frustrating because he's the only major character, especially he's the only major character who is apparently so vitally important that he becomes King Bran the Broken at the end, yet he's the character that they felt okay with skipping an entire season where Bran doesn't appear at all when he's actually studying with the Three-Eyed Raven, when we could have learned what that means and why that's important. And why he is apparently the most powerful thing on the planet who can't do anything to help anybody except for sit and stare annoyingly. I, okay, so I'm fine with that. 
this is how you square the circle. Danny doesn't get to be king. It doesn't get to be queen. John doesn't get to be king. The way John killed Danny, whatever, it it was going to happen one way or the other. I have to say, though, like the dragon was the best part of this entire episode. When Danny lands in King's Landing at the very beginning beginning of the episode, and as she's walking down, Drogon spreads his wings out and jumps into the air, and for a second, it looks like she has dark wings. That was one of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen on Game of Thrones. And it was haunting, and it was wonderful. And watching Drogon's reaction to Danny's murder was a way-too-late acknowledgement that the dragons are more than animals. He understood. Like, they demonstrated, like, in the best, most beautifully done scene this season, they were able to so eloquently show that Drogon realized that that stupid chair lost him his entire family. Viserys died, Rhaegal died, and now... Danny, and he takes out his rage on the chair instead of Jon Snow. And you can see the pathos in his eyes, and he was so beautifully rendered, and it was such a powerful and wonderful scene. And he picks Danny up and he flies off over the sea. And it was so, so well done. Like, I have to give them props for that. That that was really good. Everything that came before that was slow and expositional and boring. And most of what happened after that was slow and expositional and boring. Now, the scene with Tyrion and Jon, where he basically convinces Jon to do it, that, that wasn't bad. Peter Dinklage did a really good job there. Kit Harrington did a very good job. The words weren't that good, but I can't blame the writing on them. They delivered them well. But, yeah. Mm, I just... The end. Okay, so... Bran becomes the king of the Six Kingdoms, and Sansa gets to become the queen of the North with the worst-designed crown of any of the crowns, and we've seen quite a few crowns in Game of Thrones. I, I really did not enjoy her crown. John gets set, sent to the wall where apparently the free folk have just been waiting for him because a lot of like months have passed since they went south and they were already, I guess maybe they got word to them and he came south for John. I mean, Bran could have done that. Like when he gets there and Tormund's just waiting for him and he and a bunch of free folk just start heading up to the north and we see the blade of grass peeking up through the snow and it's poetic and it's it's nice end for john who would probably be happier with the free folk in the real north but it, it yeah it's a strange ending because i mean i guess gray worms really the only one that they had to worry about finding out about that and getting upset it's nice that he kept his word to Masande and left for the, for, you know, for North. I, I don't know. Like, I think this ending was the best they could have done with the mess that 
they had to try to clean up. And I think that's true for the entire season. I don't know that there was a good way to pull this off. A satisfying way to pull this off. I, I keep trying to do the calculations in my head and every time it comes out like it did. Maybe different people winning, losing, and living and dying and whatnot. But none of those permutations feel good or feel right. And I don't want to blame all of that on Dan and Dave, but man, you know, they, they were given six episodes that could have been as long as they wanted. They, they really could have and should have given us six mini movies like we would get in a series of Sherlock that helped us through this process, shown us Danny going ruthless because when she talks to John, she's not crazy. She's not the mad queen. Like they weren't lying about that. She's just evil now, apparently. And I know that they're trying to go for the morally gray and nothing. Nobody's really good and nobody's really bad and blah, blah, blah crap. But uh, yeah. So game of Thrones is over and I put up a link over on my Twitter last night asking for people to leave voice messages about what they thought, and nobody did. <laughs> and I think that that's oddly telling. So if you have anything, just go to the show notes and click the voice message and leave me one, because I, I, I really would like to know what other people are thinking. Please keep it clean so I can use it on the show, but yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please rate this podcast. It really does help out a lot. If you've got a buck or two, you can throw my way. Also in the show notes, you'll see a link to the community support page. If you click that, you can join the project at the one, five or $10 a month levels. That money helps me do everything that I do, especially since in late June, early July, um, everything that I, I am leaving Kindle Unlimited, and so most of my money will come from this podcast. So thank you to everybody who gives, and if you don't have the money, don't feel pressured. That's fine. I, I understand that. Um, but if you know anybody you think might like this podcast, please share it with them. That helps out a lot. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm C.E. Dorset on Twitter and Instagram. You can find links to everything that I do at projectshadow.com. Anywho, yeah, Game of Thrones is over. Meh. But we'll talk about something different next time. And until then, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.